0: how to keep learning through the pain of being in a narcissistic relationship, getting out, how to keep going. I had someone that I was talking to the other day that was asking me this question, and I was like, all right, I need to make a video to help people understand. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor, I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to help provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. I'm the founder of Raw Motivations, creator of the NARCAP, and your guide in the 45-Day Clarity Challenge, the Finding You After Toxicity. If you like what you see here today, please subscribe, join our community, and help learn, grow, and change, and help others in that process. Today I want to talk to you about learning tips on moving forward after abuse. Because that, that piece of like trying to figure out what's actually going on, how do I heal, how do I continue moving forward, is a very, very difficult piece for a lot of people to work through. I want to give you a couple tools and practical steps forward in thinking through this process and to keep you motivated in moving towards healing after narcissistic abuse. Well, narcissistic abuse is very, very real. Part of the reason why I'm here is to bring awareness to it because a lot of people don't understand what it is and how detrimental it is to other people. It causes real damage in relationships. It destroys families. It breaks apart coworkers. It destroys friendships. It does a lot of damage to a lot of people and a lot of people don't know a lot about it. So we try to be on this channel to help people understand and to be able to understand the effects that it has. A lot of times it has Mental and emotional effects, like very common, the gaslighting, the manipulation, the crazy making, all those things are happening inside narcissistic abuse. Oftentimes it'll look like CPTSD. It'll look like someone's bipolar and how they're reacting because of all the abuse that they're getting put on them. There's a lot of different things that happen in narcissistic relationship that affect mentally, emotionally, physically, all the different aspects. So putting the pieces together after abuse feels impossible. A lot of times people don't want to experience the pain, they're afraid of the hurt, they're worried about maybe I did something wrong and it was my fault, they have guilt and they have shame about the relationship, about what happened to them in the relationship, and multiple things. So I want to give you a couple tips and I want to give you a couple things to help just try to help you through it, help motivate, maybe help inspire in some aspects to help you kind of work through the idea of like, how do I keep going? How do I keep going through this crazy making process and how do I find that healing? The first one I want you to think through is hurt is temporary when coupled with good healing. Now, oftentimes when we talk about healing, a huge aspect is like you need to heal, not in a perfect way, not in a certain correct way, but you need to process the things you need to process in order to heal. Sometimes I will use the illustration of, hey, if you have a broken leg and you refuse to go to the doctor and get the leg properly set and you continue to walk on the leg over a period of time, you get frustrated because you're like, why am I not healed? Why is my leg not working the way it's supposed to work? Well, it's because it actually didn't get set properly. Like it actually didn't go through the correct process to have it heal. Oftentimes when we're dealing with narcissistic abuse and people coming out of that, it's so much easier to move past it really quick. Now, I know a relationship is much more of a bigger thing and much more of pain than a broken leg, okay? But oftentimes, people don't want to heal and don't want to move through that pain because they'd rather compartmentalize and kind of push it to the side. This is why a lot of times you'll have people get out of a narcissistic relationship and jump straight into a brand new narcissistic relationship because they're looking to just move past it so they don't have to deal with the pain and the hurt that they're feeling. The thing you have to understand is the more you run from it, the harder it is to heal. Now, when we talk about healing and we talked about pain, normally people want the healing, but they don't want to have to deal with the pain. This is why we have pain pills, this is why we have meds, to be able to help people process and deal with the pain. There's also an aspect with mental and emotional pain that people have to walk through that and process that so that it actually has a proper chance to heal. Now, in talking through out in the Midwest, buffalo and cows, random side note, buffalo and cows, okay, when cows get scared of a storm that comes over, they run away from the storm, and the storm keeps chasing them and follows them. When buffaloes get scared, they actually run towards the storm, and what it does is it minimizes the time that they're in the storm, okay? That's the illustration. Side note, with this, buffaloes and cows, what I'm talking about is when people tend to see the pain... And get scared of the pain and run away from the pain instead of dealing with the pain. They maximize the time that they're actually in the pain. Just like walking on a broken leg is going to keep a long time painful versus, hey, I need to sit down, take care, and focus on this leg to get it healed. But when people actually turn the opposite away and they face the pain and they go through it, not alone, not alone. But by working through and processing it so they know who they are, so they know what's going on, they work through that, that's when they find huge healing. But a lot of times it's hard when people are running from the pain and when they're hiding from it, they don't really work through the pain. And as a result, the pain is always there. So when I'm talking about hurt is temporary when coupled with good healing, that's where we want to be able to pull in like, hey, when we are able to work through this, that hurt does dissipate go away, change morph, and you have a different purpose, okay? A lot of times people that are stuck in the hurt for a very long time, I'm talking like years, is because they haven't done the work to actually go through that healing process. Some people might be pissed off at me for saying that, but that's what it is. Okay, the second one, finding a focus of who you are. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to say for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at Bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and A member FDIC. You've been ripped apart by another person. You've been torn down, you've been broken down by a toxic person. And the thing is, you have to start to find you after the abuse. So as you sit here today, who are you apart from what you do? Apart from being a mom, apart from being a dad, apart of having a certain job or a vocation, or you know, being a certain person in your family's life, whatever it might be. Who are you apart from what you do? See, a lot of people can't answer that question. A lot of people don't actually know what's going on inside and as a result, you need to be able to step back and be like, hey, how do I need to re-engage on a day-to-day basis with what brings me joy, with what connects with my vision, my values of the direction that I want to go? You see, so many times people aren't able to find healing because they don't know a direction they're going. That doesn't mean you have to sit down and be like, I know the next five years of my life where I'm going to go. No, it just means like, hey, today when you show up, what are three values that you want to identify as and how are you going to live those out with intentionality? Every single day, continuing to show up. The third one I want to talk to you about is daily intention and habits. So, building intentionality into the things that you do on a day to day basis. So many times, people are like, I can't figure this out. I hate this. I just want to give up. Be like, okay, what are you doing on a day to day basis? Well, I did this like three days ago. Okay, what are you doing on a day to day basis? Well, and all of a sudden we start seeing the conversation change a little bit and people start to get really frustrated. I'm like, OK, like how did you meditate? You know, OK, we talked about meditation. How did you meditate, you know, the past week every single day for five minutes, for 10 minutes, for 20 minutes, whatever you decided? How did you do that? Well, I didn't really do that. OK, then how do we expect different results if we're not putting in the work? This is the hard part is showing up every day with the daily intention of, hey, this is how I'm going to show up. This is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to accomplish it and starting to build that plan. As you start to build that plan and implement it into your life, you start to bring confidence. Confidence after the narcissist, after the toxic relationship is you coming to the table and saying, hey, here's three small things I can do today. You go into the day, you complete those, and you're like, wow, like I actually did that. Let me go into that three more for the next day. And you start to build over repetition. You start to build confidence in your life of saying, hey, I actually do have this. I can survive without that toxic person defining who I am. I actually can survive regardless of that person that used to define my worth. I actually can survive and move forward without having that toxic person controlling every single thing in my life. So looking at what is your daily intention, what is your habits? Like develop small things, build like a small checklist, like work on implementing having self-care, putting time management of like, I'm gonna schedule in self-care to make sure it actually happens. The thing is you can't sit here and be like, hey, I, I, I'll do it, you know, when I feel better. I'll do it when I have momentum. That's not going to happen. You can't have momentum without movement. There needs to be something, even if it's small. Like I said, even if it's three things, even if it's one thing, like starting that process and then repeating that process time and time and time again to develop that intentionality, to develop that confidence as you start to notice a litany of things. You're like, hey, I can actually do this that's when habits come in habits start to focus you on your self-care on your vision they start to focus you of like hey what habits do i need to bring into my life to develop and become the person that i need to be daily intention and habits the other one i want to talk to you about is community community is super important in your healing because when you start to think I can't do this anymore. You call up a friend, you call up a buddy and you're like, I don't think I can do this anymore. And they're like, Hey, I got you. Let's talk. Let's do this. Let's work on this. Like all these different things to help you move forward. The thing is with community, you have to be really intentional to make sure you find people that know and understand what you're dealing with. If you have community and they don't understand narcissistic abuse, they're probably not going to help you. Oh, you should just leave. You should just get over it. Yeah. Those are well-intentioned people that don't help at all. Because they don't understand the things that you're going through. This is why you need to partner up with a good therapist, a coach, mentors, survivors, people that are going to help you along the way so that when you start to stumble or when you're like, maybe I should go back, they can be like, hey, come on. I've been there too. We can do this. So developing and being involved in a community. Last but not least, what I would say is to keep showing up regardless of how it feels, regardless of the results you see, to keep showing up and saying, hey, I'm here and I'm working on this on a daily basis. I'm making time. I'm focusing on this. I'm having intentionality. I'm finding out who I am. I'm showing up every single day because at the end of the day, you are the only person. You are the only person that can change you. You are the only person that can impact your life in a positive, changing way, growing, healing, and developing. If any of this resonated with you, I want to invite you to join with us in the 45-day challenge to help you grow and find yourself after toxicity, to be able to develop accountability and responsibility with a community that will help you along that and to go through a 45-day systematic process of helping to heal from that abuse. All I ask you is to show up every single day. 15 minutes, 30 minutes, however long it takes you. Show up every single day and say, hey, I'm here to learn. And then here's what I'm learning and telling the community to be able to help you grow and to give you a guide and a plan for that. So if you're feeling lost and confused of like, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. Go to claritychallenge.net. Would love to have you join in the next challenge that we're doing to help you find clarity after toxicity.